just want to give you a simple thought tonight. Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. We've been talking about the New Testament church. And, and uh, Jesus is, is speaking to his disciples here in Matthew 6. Uh, there were times in the Bible uh, when Jesus spoke to his disciples. But honestly and openly he speaks to them about the subject of prayer. And uh, the disciples had been asked or have been asked, uh, uh, they asked Jesus to teach them something. And you know, as you look at this, as you e even just looking at um, the time with Christ and the time that they spent with him, if you had one question to ask Jesus to teach you, what would it be? You know, what would it be? Hey, Jesus, would you teach us to heal the blind man or would you teach us to... Uh, would you teach us to walk on water? Would you teach us to calm the storm? Would you teach us to, what would you ask Christ to do? And these disciples asked Jesus, would you teach us to pray? And I think that there's a significance in that because Jesus, they knew uh, how close Jesus was in his prayer time with God, with his Father. And as we look at this text, it is a well-known verse. It is uh, what we would consider the Lord's Prayer. But as we look at this verse, let's look all together, if you will. you got your Bible open. Matthew chapter 6 and verse number 9. After this manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. In earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not, Men, their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. And he goes on and, and rebukes them and continues to talk to them. But ultimately, he gives us this manner in which to pray, a way to pray. And as we, even in church, and as we prepare to even come to church, how much time, I, you know, I ask this, not for necessarily an answer, but I ask this, how much time do we prep our minds, our body, our soul for church in prayer? A lot of times we just uh, get ready and hurry up out the door and get to church. And there's not a time of prayer that we seek the Lord before we meet before we earnestly pray that God would meet with us, that God would speak to us, that God would, uh, you know, if there's someone lost or to that nature, how much time, what time do we spend praying? Prayer defined in the Bible. As you look at this, we see this. This is him praying to the Lord. Him praying, giving us a, a manner in which to pray. I don't necessarily believe that this is the prayer that God wants us to repeat every day. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. I don't necessarily believe that that's the prayer in which God has asked us to pray every day. But I do believe that it is the prayer that God has intended for us to pray every day. You say, what do you mean by that? I mean, 
to take this and break it down the way that he has broken down. Number one, it says, our Father which art in heaven. Who is that that we speak to? I'm going to speak to my Father. As Jesus, as Jesus would spend time praying, these disciples would watch him go into the mountain and disappear for the day. And he would, and he would say, I'm coming. And what did we learned about just, uh, I don't know, it's probably been a month ago or so ago in the book of John where Jesus told him, he said, I'm going to the mountain. And he said, y'all go ahead and cross over the sea. I mean, what did he go up to the mountain to do? He went up to go pray. And they got tired of waiting on it, so they got in the boat and went across the sea. I mean, he went up there to pray, and there's only one person he's praying to. That's his father. And so the first thing that he teaches us here is, he says, we need to open our prayer with this. Our Father, which art in heaven, who am I addressing? Who am I speaking to? I don't think there's anything wrong with praying to the Holy Spirit. I think we need to. And I think we need to pray to Jesus Christ, the Son of God. But I think we also need to pray to God. Hey, God. I pray to you, have mercy, or whatever it is that we do. I, I normally start my prayer with dear God, dear Heavenly Father. And maybe maybe that's just the way that I do it, but everyone has a different. Everyone's different. But he says we need to pray to our Father. Then he says that we need to hallowed be thy name. What does that mean? That means to reverence God's name, reverence who he is. Maybe brag about how good God is and what he's done for you and how hallowed and how holy his name is. I mean, this is just a a manner in which to pray, teaching us this, this thing of how to pray. So we see that we need to uh, approach, number one, the Father, then hallow his name, and thy kingdom to come, thy will be done as earth as it is in heaven. What we struggle with this so much is that we want our will to be done and how we want it to be done and when we want it to be done. But he teaches us in this prayer that we need to pray God's will be done and his will be done more than mine. Is my will important? I think my will is pretty important, right? I mean, you think the same way. Is your will important? Absolutely it is. But he teaches us here that we need to pray that his will, God's will, is more important. And Jesus Christ thought that the Lord's will or God's will was so much important that he went to the garden and he prayed, Thy will be done. He didn't say, not my will. He said, but thy will will be done. How many times is it as we approach our time in prayer that we say, well, I want this and this and this and do this and do this and accomplish this and do this. I mean, do we pray that way sometimes? If, if I'm being honest with you, there's times that I've probably prayed like that and not asking what God's will is for me. Thy will be done. He says, uh, he says we need to approach the Father, pray, hallow his name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Then he says, give us this day our daily bread. Pray for our daily needs. Pray for our, our daily bread, our, our, daily, our daily dose. That's what we need to pray for. Then he says, to forgive our debts as we forgive our debtors. You know what else we need to do on a daily basis? We need to forgive other people. And I, I think it's very important that we forgive people. Forgiving people is probably one of the most difficult things to do. Because when people hurt us, it hurts down here. It hurts. But he says, forgive our debts as we forgive our debtors. What does that mean? My most, and I think it's a good reference to a, uh, Psalm 68. No, that's not right. In the book of Psalms, I'm not going to get the chapter right. He says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, God will not hear me. What does that mean? 
That means if I have sin in my life, as I pray to God, he won't hear me. One of the biggest things that I deal with, one of the biggest things you deal with, because people uh, upset you, they, they've made you upset, uh, they've hurt your feelings, we've got to pray and ask God to forgive them, ask God to forgive us. Forgive our debts as we forgive our debtors. I, I believe it's one of the, my personal opinion, I think that it's one of the, one of the biggest things that everybody deals with um, is forgiving other people. And again, it's, a, it's something that is difficult because when someone's hurt us, it makes it difficult. When, when someone has hurt us, it really makes it difficult to forgive them. One, uh, because maybe they didn't ask us to forgive them. Why do I need to forgive them? They've never asked me for forgiveness. They've never come to me and said, I'm sorry. But uh, whether they've asked me for forgiveness or whether they haven't asked me for forgiveness, it's not up to them whether I forgive them. It's up to me. I, I, as the scripture tells us that Christ was on the cross and he said, uh, he said, Father, forgive who? Them. For they know not what they do. They didn't know what they were doing. He said, God, would you forgive them? Man, what a strong statement that he makes. Then he also says, uh, and lead us not into temptation. Hey, deliver us from evil. As you approach today, every one of us, we will see temptation. Is temptation wrong? No, temptation is not wrong. But heeding to that temptation is wrong. And so Jesus teaches his disciples, hey, this is how you pray. This is how you pray. Prayer defined in the Bible, right here. What a great thing uh, as we look at this. There's multiple other things to be said about prayer. There's multiple other things that we can do and look at. But ultimately, this prayer time is for us. It's a, uh, it's a lifting up our, of our soul to God. It's pouring out our heart to the Lord. It's crying out to Him. Um, it's, a, it's a spiritual, as, as we learn uh, about the tabernacle. It's a spiritual incense to God. Uh, he, he, it's coming before the throne of God. It's a, it's, a, it's a fruit of our lips. But then also, one of the greatest things about prayer is ultimately it's drawing close to God in friendship and fellowship and trust. When you spend time with God, you will draw closer to Him. And I've said it before, and, I, and, and, and it's so true. But as your spouse, the closer you are to your spouse, the more time you spend with them, communicating with them, talking to them. That's how you get closer. For me to get closer to God, there's only one thing for me to do, is to spend time with Him and to pray to Him. Now, I, if I was to, I don't want you to answer necessarily, but just to examine, think about this for just a moment. How much time do I spend praying every day? How much time do I pray to the Lord? Whether it's five minutes or 30 minutes or an hour or whatever it is, we need to make sure that we take time with God every single day of the week. You know, Paul said in the New Testament, he said, pray without ceasing. What does that mean? That means you never stop praying. To be able to never stop praying, do you know what you have to be? In a constant mind of prayer. 
That's hard. Am I alone there? That's hard. To always be thinking about praying? Always be thinking about praying to the Lord? I would say that just as we as just talking that that uh, that is probably a difficult thing. It is. I know it's a difficult thing to do because as you go about your day, you may you may eat breakfast, you may drink your cup of coffee, you may uh, do your whatever it is that you do every morning, and and uh, you go about your day. You might even watch a little bit of television. You may even play a board game or put a puzzle together. You may go out and about and shop or do this. But, uh, but as we go about our day, Paul teaches us that we're supposed to pray without ceasing. Is it possible for a Christian to spend their day praying all day to God? I think it is possible for us to spend time with God every day, even if we're shopping and even if we're doing something else that not necessarily bend down on our knees praying to God. And I don't think that that's the only way we can pray. I think there's, if we would begin our day with prayer and just continue to talk to him throughout the day, that is that continuing. That is that ceasing, non-ceasing prayer. The Bible says men ought always to pray and to faint not. We ought to pray and spend time with God. What are you saying I mean, as a church, as a Christian, we need to spend time with God. I know this for a fact, me. If I don't spend my time in the morning with God, my day doesn't go the way I need it to. I feel more uh, equipped. I feel... Uh, maybe even a peace of mind. And even when something crazy happens, I can handle it a little bit better because I've already talked to the Lord. Can you imagine waking up one morning, and we talked, Brother Blackie, and and uh, we talked about this this morning about Job. Can you imagine? Uh, we didn't cover this part of the story, but we were talking about the, the Job, the servant. Waking up one morning and losing everything you had. What would your reaction be? I'm going to tell you that had not Job already spent some time with the Lord, what would have his reaction been? Let me hand you that plate without talking to God that day. The first place I'd go is have to hit my knees, huh? If I wasn't already cursing God. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's a big plate to swallow. Lose everything you got. But I do not think that he got handed that day without having had already spent some time with the Lord. It's total supposition. Total Trenton's opinion. You say, you, why do you say that? Because there's not a scripture that says he spent time with God that morning. There's not. But to hand that kind of devastation to a man who hadn't already talked to God, that would be really rough. The Bible says that he did, at the end of chapter 1, he did all that and he sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. Wow. But I look at Trenton and say, I need to make sure, look at, hey, you, I, we need to make sure that we start every day 
with our prayer time. Every day with God. I think there's two ways to do it. One is you start it and you finish it. That's a good way to, that's a good way to go about it. A good way to start the day is to start praying. A good way to end the day is to end the day praying. I don't know what encourages you, what helps you. But you need to find something that helps you to pray. Find something that encourages you to pray and read your, and spend time with God every day. Because we need it. We need God's presence. We need to be able to pray. You ever call somebody because you need prayer? You ever done that before? Call somebody because you need a prayer? Isn't it good to be the person that someone calls and says, hey, I need you to pray? Keep being that person because you are going to God for someone else. Keep praying. You say, I already do it. It's just, just a reminder. Keep praying. Well, it's not making a big difference. Yes, it is. You don't know the difference you make by praying. Oh, it ain't doing no good. You have no idea what you're keeping from happening because you're keeping on praying because you won't stop praying. Keep praying. Keep on praying. Jesus teaches them. Here it is. This is how you pray. There's multiple illustrations in the Bible. I'm almost done. There's multiple illustrations in the Bible of prayer. But a lot of times in the Bible, there was prayer. But somebody was praying for someone else. They were interceding for someone else. It is important to pray for my needs. <laughs> And the things that I need to get done. But ultimately, we need to pray for each other. Pray for each other. What is it that hinders you from praying? What is it that hinders you from spending more time with God? Everybody's a little bit different. Everybody has their own, what would you call it, distractions. But what is it that would keep us from that? <clears throat> Let us pray together. Let us bind together the forces against evil. The one thing that Satan can't stop is my communication with God. He might be able to get me distracted. He might be able to help me to entice me to sin. But when I communicate with God, there is nothing he can do about that. Let us continue to pray. Let's, let's go to the Lord in prayer tonight. Lord, I thank you for tonight. Lord, I pray for Everyone that's here, I thank you for tonight. Thank you for 
what you've done for us. Thank you for saving me. Lord, I pray that you will bless